context. I had all intentions of having her be the first episode of Season 2's Breakfast At series. But things come up as is life. And the things we want to pursue not always are the things we end up pursuing. Because time and timing all play a part and a role in the development of a business and self. I ran into Emily not too long ago and asked her if she would be willing to do a second part to this episode. And she agreed graciously. Here, you will listen to two parts. One, where we are at the kitchen of Pointer's Ridge Retreat, and two, where we are at Josiah's. In a spirit of Quentin Tarantinoing a podcast, I decided to end this podcast series with the ending of the first podcast that we did at Pointer's Ridge. There is just something about the spirit that seems to linger even after everything has been said and done. Just because we didn't climb the mountain we sought doesn't mean we aren't prepared or willing to climb the next mountain to come. And I think that is what is in essence in this conversation. Thank you. Welcome to Breakfast At, a podcast dedicated to creating safe, no-judgment spaces for individuals to speak and be heard, engage and reflect, all while eating breakfast at some of the best locally-owned spots in town. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Season 2 of Breakfast At. This here is a great opportunity to connect, grow, and learn, and also meet people whom you might not even know as much as you thought you'd know about them. I love breakfast, and so of course, breakfast is the catalyst to these awesome, vulnerable conversations, and I have an awesome opportunity to connect with somebody to whom I have become great friends with and have had the opportunity of getting to know on all levels that have been adventurous and growth. Um, the owner of Beloved Kitchen. Hi, I'm Emily Wilson. <laughs> I'm the owner of Beloved Kitchen, which is a, at the moment, a mostly raw vegan um, business. Mm. We make food. <laughs> we, make food. We, we make food with love um, and intention. And the food is designed to help support the body function optimally and to heal um, and to be very nourishing, detoxifying, rejuvenating. So, so yes, in Portland, it, it was very easy to be vegan and to meet other people who were like-minded and to have that support. I feel like that's a big struggle for, for a lot of people here is that they're, you know, if they want to eat healthier and make those lifestyle switches, they're, they're kind of doing it on their own. Or if they've got kids or a spouse that's not as supportive, you know, it, it does, it, it gets tricky. But in Oregon, it was so easy and there was vegan restaurants. And um, I moved here to South Dakota about six years ago. And, oh my goodness. Six years ago, there was zero options really at any restaurants. You know, it was like, do you want a salad with some lemon juice on it? And that was about all that, that there was that was offered. And then it's so cold here uh, that it's also very difficult to eat 
cold food when it's cold outside. You, know, you just want like a hot meal. So, mm -hmm. um, but for a few years, I, I just I struggled to find my people and struggled to find places that I could go out to eat and have that community and connection aspect. Right. So um, I, I started teaching cooking classes and the response was amazing. I thought nobody's gonna show up. I'm gonna have to harass my family and friends just to buy the tickets and fill the seats. Um, and my first cooking class sold out in a week, two months in advance. And wow. the response was amazing. And from there, you know, people were asking, wow, could you come to my home and teach me and my family how to do this? Or could you come and meal prep for us? We really wanna eat healthy, but we don't have the time. Or, um, so it, it just all kind of, um, evolved from there into into what it is now i guess i had um i was working at eddie bauer at the time i was the assistant manager of an eddie bauer working in apparel you oh know, just, i remember eddie bauer uh, yeah wow. oh it's good good quality like wonderful <laughs> like we love to hike and travel and adventure and so i mean i'm probably wearing eddie bauer right now awesome. um, yes this is an eddie bauer flannel but um, it wasn't fulfilling, you know, it was just, it was a job. It was something that had good benefits, that people were good, and it, it paid the bills, you mm -hmm. know. But um, someone had reached out um, who had heard about my cooking classes and wanted me to be an in-home chef for their family. And I felt like, gosh, I, ha I had three jobs at the time. So Eddie Bauer was full-time, and then yeah. um, I was a cake decorator, and then I was helping out at a restaurant downtown. And I thought, well, I cannot possibly fit in one more thing. So I felt like I needed to make a choice. It was stick with my three jobs or it's safe and secure or yeah. take the risk and maybe start doing something that's actually fulfilling and, and just jump in and hope that if you're passionate and you do what you love, then the money will be there and the universe will support you. And mm -hmm. um, that's yeah. exactly what happened. And not to say that it was easy, but... I made the choice to quit my jobs and to go and cook for this family. Yeah. And then COVID happened and nobody wanted me in their home anymore. And then cooking classes, nobody would show up. And so it turned into more so what it is now is um, order food online mm -hmm. and have it delivered to your home. And wow. that has been um, like so amazing. It's not what I envisioned, but you just go with the flow and and it worked out so well and it was able, I was able then to serve more people than grocery shopping, recipe planning and going to someone's home and spending the whole day cooking for them. I was able to cook for many people um, wow. and able to really grow the business and touch more lives that way. Um, Almost like COVID was a blessing in that capacity. In that way, in that way, yeah. There's, there's so many, I know COVID has been such a challenge for so many and has been very devastating. There's been so many uh, hard lessons learned and, um, but there's also so many things to be grateful for, grateful for within it um, and so much that we've learned and gained from it. So for the business, yes, um, there were some growing pains and some huge learning curves, but it was such a wonderful blessing um, for the business in that aspect, yeah. So, yeah, the business now is still order food online. You can pick it up in store, have it delivered to your home. Um, we do five-day raw food resets. So you can try eating fully raw for five days, and the food is it's delicious and fun menus, and people are surprised at how easy it is and delicious. They think they're just going to be eating celery sticks and drinking, like, <laughs> carrot is, juice. But it's, is. you know, it's, yeah. I'm an artist, and, again, like, I, I'm such a foodie, yeah. so... It's so fun to get creative and to surprise people on how delicious the food can be. So 
Um, and then, yeah, opening a cafe a year from now just to have that community aspect because I feel like that's the piece that's missing. I spend all day in the kitchen making all the things to change someone's life and then I see them for 30 seconds when they come to pick up their food and I think I, I crave so much that sense of community um, yeah. that can happen when you come around the table or you're in the kitchen or yeah so that's beloved kitchen it's wonderful oh man you could tell you you've you've been waiting you've been <laughs> wanting to tell people about this life for a long time and it's beautiful it's awesome so now, now where you find yourself, I yes. wanted to dive in because when we were talking camping, yes. there had been changes at the point. There had been things that, you know, you said that you found yourself moving away from, things that you wanted to do that didn't happen, and just life changing. Yeah. And I think that that's something that isn't discussed or talked about enough when we had last seen each other was, you know, we talk about people who are at the top of the mountain and we glorify what it means to be at the top, but right. we never talk about the work that goes into getting to the top right. of that mountain. Mm -hmm. So, where are you now? And where have you found yourself? What is the ventures as of this moment? Mm. With you, with Beloved Kitchen, with just everyone. Yeah. When you talk about the mountaintop and getting to a specific destination, um, I've been someone who, who very motivated and sets goals and can hustle hard to get there and I feel where I find myself now is that where I thought I wanted to be and what that mountaintop looked like for me might not be the thing that I'm supposed to get to and might not be what I'm supposed to find if I'm so dead set on this end goal I'm missing everything else that could potentially show up for me along the way because my cup is already full. Yeah. I've already filled it up with what I think I want and where I think I'm going and where I think I need to be that I, I'm missing out on perhaps the detours. And, so, you know, I know so many times in my life um, things have worked out better than I anticipated if I was just open to the idea that maybe something else is better for me and allow it to show up in my life. So, that's, a, that's a very insightful <laughs> way of saying that, and I appreciate it. It sounds like a lot of growth has happened in the time frame that we've last spoken. Mm. And that, I think, again, it's, it's those things that we don't respect in the process of development. You know, what is it that we see what is it we see in ourselves mm -hmm. and maybe even just the work we need to do for ourselves to understand what we really want and what's stopping us. And so now that you kind of have a better idea as to where you're going, you had mentioned you wanted to see this cafe and you wanted to grow into this cafe. Why did that change? What brought that so, change? Very, very good question. There are so many things that... that went into or that go into opening a cafe of course there's so much that goes into it um i'm i'm very hippie as you may know and i i trust that there is this this energy there's a higher power there's this source of energy that uh guides us along this journey that we call life right and as things were moving forward in the process with the cafe i started to feel this gut feeling like things were just 
not lining up how they should, you know. Um, and I also, I also realized that I was chasing this mountaintop. It's not to say that there will not ever be a beloved cafe. I believe that someday there will be. Um, at this moment in time, I felt the timing was not right and that I was chasing this thing because I felt like at, in my business, as a chef, in order to move forward, this is the next step for me. And I also wanted to create community. It's, you know, with, within those four walls, I wanted to create a certain kind of a space where people can nourish their body and nourish their soul through coming around the table, through food and through conversation. Um, and I've come to realize that that is something that I can create right now. I don't need the four walls. <laughs> in order to have that, I have such a beautiful community already, and I can meet people wherever they are at. I think the beauty of my business as it is right now is that it's a ghost kitchen, so nobody can come in and out of my kitchen but me and my employees. We make all of the food with love behind the scenes, and then we distribute it everywhere. But it also means I have the flexibility to go and meet people in their homes and to create that community with their friends and their family around the table and spend that quality time in the kitchen. I get to meet people at you know outdoor events like the farmer's market or a landscape garden center or a greenhouse or to do yoga out in the, in the grass, grassy fields. I get to come into other people's small businesses and support them also doing the thing that they're passionate about. I get to go anywhere and create community. I realized it was something that I wasn't dependent on having a cafe or not in order to create that sense of community. Um, I enjoy having the freedom and the flexibility to meet people wherever. It's almost as, as if the, the cafe would have been more limiting to the potential that you've already been establishing with what you're In a way, creating. yes. In, yeah. I would have been very stationary. <laughs> no, and that's, you know, for what it's worth, it makes sense because the things that I've come to find as you as a, as a person, your spirit is, as you said, kind of hippie. And, yeah. you know, there's a freedom that comes with that. There's a want to just be able to go out and explore when you want to. And not that having a cafe is a bad thing. And again, you said that at some point, right? But to have your ability to connect and be at a place, to go to somebody's space and then willing to create that vulnerability for you there, that is powerful. That means that you have the capacity and are already connected with people in that regard. And I think that is an amazing thing to have. And very few people have that opportunity. So, for what it's worth, that is, that is a great direction to be. I imagine being in Sioux Falls is not just the only location. Are you seeking to expand further? Do you want to go out further? Do you want to reach to be able to maybe South Dakota as a whole? Or is it just a little quaint we want to keep it as that one? This is a very good question. Um, people have said multiple times, oh, well, you could open a second location or someday when you sell your business and blah, blah, blah. Um, I just... I, I feel like I do want to keep it small. Um, I I do this out of passion and love, not for the business 
side of it, you know. This is not about the financials, this is about the love. And so I want to be very involved, and I understand I'm only one person, and I can only do so much. The food uh, would love to have it reach more people. Everyone should be eating, eating healthier and enjoying the healthy food at the same time. Um, I would love to reach more people, um, but at the same time, I want to be very hands-on and involved in all of it. Now, something that I envisioned long before opening the business is traveling um, and catering for yoga retreats and doing cooking classes in other states or other countries. Um, so I can take my skill set with me to other places and reach people wherever they're at. You're stressed out. So, in a sense, you, being that it is with love and care from the heart, wherever you go, there is the love care. Wherever you go, there is the, the beauty and what you bring and, and the food and the and the, that essence of what you've already created and established. There's clear intention in what you want to create. And I think you're on your way, obviously. <laughs> I think I am. Obviously, yeah, it's, it's hard to... Um, no, I I remember you talking about the potential of writing a book. Mm -hmm. and, and that, to me, I think was the... I mean, just in the case of if you ever did, I would definitely be interested in reading it. Now, um, were we talking about the liver cleansing book or the catastrophe kitchen? The, catastrophe, <laughs> the survival oh, in the, the chef's guide to survivability. Yes. So there are so many more stories since we've talked that are now you know we've jotted down that must go in this book. Bam, bam, which is I imagine, and, and I can only imagine it's it's grown since because you know we're. We were coming out of a crazy endeavor with COVID and then, you know, finally finding our feet again. And when we had our conversation, it was, we were just, finally, it felt like we were finally resetting ourselves and coming back to. And so now that it's been somewhat stable, I imagine you have had some form of growth, some, some, um, sol uh, solidarity, something more foundational. And, and what is it you've seen? since then? What, what's, what has been the experience? What has been the engagement of people so far? Mm, I feel, I mean, right out the gate with the business, even with COVID, honestly, um, the response was incredible. Mm. I, I didn't anticipate that many people would be interested in eating raw, vegan, cold food in the dead of winter. And I was very pleasantly surprised. So since the beginning, honestly, things have been very stable and secure. Um, the business has been wonderful. What I'm finding now is that I, I feel like I can relax into the business more in that it's been three and a half years now that I've been doing what I love. And... The community within that I've built, I guess, or that the people who have come to find me and support me in this, um, it's only growing uh, each and every day. And I, I think I have the best people in my life. I have the best friends, the best support, the best clients. I receive so many hugs and so much love from people, and none of this is possible without them. And I feel 
that it's grown so much to the point where I'm just constantly surrounded by love, encouragement, and support, and I feel like I can relax because it's not this new, brand new baby business, and I don't know if it's going to make it or not, and right. I have to hustle and say yes to everything and overwork myself and, you know, out of fear of, is, am I going to make it or not, you know, am I going to survive? I, I don't have that feeling ever anymore. I, I feel like I've relaxed into, uh, yeah, what it is now, and have been able to find balance, which is this word that I feel a lot of small business owners say and they never achieve yeah. you know what does this balance look like yeah. um, that I'm a single mom and I've been able to have so much quality time with my daughter and prioritize her she comes first and um, the business and the people who support my business have allowed this to exist but they've helped me create this balance something to be said about the people who support you because they're, they're really the ones who they're, they're the proof of work really they're the ones who express or make I don't want to say make or break but they're the ones who allow us to know whether or not what we're doing is authentic in a way because if they stay and if they in, involve themselves in, in trying to create a community it shows that whatever it is that you're presenting to them clearly works and is beneficial in some capacity to them and I don't imagine that is easy in any way, shape, or form, especially when it comes to over, overcoming the self-scrutiny. Yeah. So then it's the, oh, sure. Because then it's, it is, it's overcoming that fear of uncertainty, that am I doing it right? Is there a future in what I've got? And now you're at a place, as it sounds, that the community's proving that yes, there is, and, and you're here. Yeah. That is amazing. You're making me tear up. It's this... These beautiful people believe in me. They believe in what I'm doing. And it's, it means everything to me. I do this out of passion and love. It's not easy. And they believe in me so much. To keep coming back and to support me when things get hard. <laughs> when things are great. They believe in my passion and love so much to continue to support me every day. That's huge. It's powerful. You've earned it. So I say that with love. You've earned that because I know that when we had talked prior, that was, you know, the, I had said it, it, it shows in the way that you express your story it shows in the way that you, the details that you put in your food, the, the just the art that you are providing in what you create. I mean, it is one of those things you seldom see, all of those things hitting the points that, that provide an amazing, I, I hate to use the term, you, you, this, this service that you are providing. You are providing service for people who are in need and may not even know that they need what you are help, what you are giving. And then when they find it, it is clearly like great. So you know, I I say you earned it because the work shows for itself, and the way you express and speak about it, you love what you do. Yes, I do. And that is 
have that. I, if, if anything, that's most of the battle in what I yeah. um, on, a, on a lighter note, so now, now that you are moving out and, and, and exploring, now that you are secure and comfortable in what you're doing, what is the future of the kitchen? What do you see it growing and evolving into? So the biggest, uh, well, I don't want to, again, chase a mountaintop and get this idea in my mind of a goal that I need to get to and chase that. Um, I want to stay open to any opportunity that might come up. So for now, what I envision, I guess, is connecting. I'm, I'm very passionate about other small businesses and connecting with them and supporting them also in their passion and what they're doing because these are the people who they left their secure nine-to-five job with all the health benefits and a set schedule and a salary and they let go of that to chase you know this thing and, and to really offer something special and unique to the community and it's I know it's not easy but it's something that I really want to support and help other people on their journeys too so Within my little small business, I want to also help support other small businesses. You know, whatever in whatever way that looks like. Um, so I want to expand, I guess, in that way. Of, you know, maybe if there's a yoga studio that needs some healthy snacks and treats, we can create some events together. Yeah, nourish and namaste, a namaste um, experience. Uh, nourish and namaste. <laughs> know um, I love connecting with other small business owners and hearing their story and supporting their passion too so that first and foremost is a definite this is what I want to uh, grow for this year um, I also want to travel and um, not feel like I'm, I'm stuck in my skill set we oftentimes just do the same thing over and over and over we do what we are good at and it's sometimes we need to get out of our comfort zone to expand and grow most often yes we do we need to get uncomfortable so you know I've been doing what I do um, very much the same way for a long time I want to grow as a chef I want to grow as a person so I want to travel visit other restaurants connect with other chefs how are they doing it in their world you know um, and yeah and also to I'm also very very passionate about um, supporting people in their own like personal growth um, as well so catering for yoga retreats um, is something that I've wanted to do for a very very long time and I know that food eating the proper food can be a way to elevate your soul your consciousness um, so <laughs> yes, food is not just like a thing of you know it's enjoyment and pleasure or it's a thing to build community around or it's not something to be used as you know just a diet or you know whatever to change our physique it is also for our mental health and for our state of consciousness um, so I am really open to whatever opportunities might show up um, these are the areas that I feel very passionate about that I hope the business will go to and it might go in a totally another different direction that I didn't know I needed to find but it's just so perfect and meant to be at this point I don't know <laughs> What a unique place to be in. Isn't it? <laughs> Able to grow and evolve.
create other ideas sure or provide so other ideas. And I go and she obviously has a lot to prove on. And plant these seeds. Because that's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like right now you have gotten to a place where not, I mean, you've been planting seeds, clearly. But you see the benefit in these opportunities and are willing and, and just gung-ho about it. To be able to plant seeds in other places knowing that somebody is going to flourish from them because of your own experience. And you see, I imagine yourself in a lot of other business owners because you had expressed in our previous conversation where when you chose to walk away from your nine to five, it wasn't easy. What is something you can provide in that regard? And just maybe insight, knowledge for those who are interested in looking at something, you know, as a business owner. What is it that is necessary in those in those jumps? What uh, there's so much. <laughs> um, don't expect to be good at all of it. <laughs> so many people that will open a business out of love and passion that they have for this certain area. That's the thing that they're good at. And there's 20 other hats that you suddenly have to wear that you can learn how to do them or you are horrible at them and you should probably find someone else who is, you know, has the expertise in the area to help you with that. And then there's other areas that it's like you really just like doing. Um, they're very hard. It's like fingernails on a chalkboard. It's not your thing. You can't stand it. And as a business owner, it almost feels like you're expected to wear all these hats. You kind of have to in a way at first if you can't afford to hire somebody else to do them for you. Um, and it's, it's very, very difficult because you're usually just good at wearing one or two hats and there's 20. And to be very gentle on yourself if you do open a business and you realize very quickly that there's so much you don't know, you are not alone. Um, <laughs> be very gentle and, and don't expect to be good at all of it all at once. And... I have so many friends who are, they have opened their small business or they're in the process of opening their small business. Um, the biggest piece of, I guess, advice, I don't know if I'm the right person to offer advice. This is my experience. But the biggest, I guess, my piece of advice that I would say is don't get caught up in the financials um, of it. I understand that we need to make money in order to live. But don't force the money on your passion because it can suck the joy right out of the thing that you're doing. When there's so much financial pressure on you, you can't live in a state of love and joy and fear at the same time. It's one or the other. And when that fear of financial stress gets so big and so overwhelming, it can, again, just rob you of all the joy that uh, you're, you're feeling um, that's the reason that you're opening your, your little business. Right. So make sure, first and foremost, that this is your passion and you love what you're doing. And I feel that if you just trust in the energy, in God, in the source, the universe, whatever it is, you just trust that you are, what you are doing is something you love and it's going to help make the world a better place and it's going to serve other people, you will be supported. The right people will come and find you and find your product, your service, and the money will come. As soon as you focus on the money, it will always be an issue. <laughs> Bring your energy back to 
your passion, your love, and helping other people, and everything else will fall into place. When I opened my business, I was talking with, um, he's a, the Secretary of State now, but he was helping me uh, get my business set up and just wanted to ask some questions. He said, how much money do you think you're going to make in your first year of, of business? I really thought the business was going to fail. <laughs> and I said, I would hope like $10,000 in the, in the first year because I'm thinking I'm just going to do cooking classes on the side. Right. I might cook with a client at yeah. their house once in a while. This would be great if I could make $10,000 in my first year. And I'm telling you this because... When I opened my business, I quit three jobs, and I had a job that was salaried with six weeks of paid vacation and full benefits and all this, and I let go of all of that very confidently to jump into my passion. I didn't have anything else. Those were, those were my jobs. That was my only source of income. This business is my only source of income, but I was so passionate about what I was doing and knew I could do something more in the world that the finances didn't scare me. I think what scared me more was not taking the risk and wondering, what if I had done that for the rest of my life? I was too scared to do it. What if I had, what if I had quit my jobs and opened my business? Would it have been successful? I, you know, if I never took that risk, I would never know. But my energy was on my passion to do something good in the world and to serve other people, and everything else supported me and fell into place. I think that's the biggest, biggest lesson uh, anyone can learn when they go to open their business. You can be business savvy. You can be an amazing entrepreneur. I have so many friends who are very successful running a business from, uh, you know, the business mindset and the entrepreneurship and the financials. Like, they're just very business savvy. And But the most of us who open our business, it's out of passion. And we're not business savvy whatsoever. We learn that stuff as we go. We are just very passionate about what we're doing. Um, <laughs> yeah. And if the drive is there and enough, that is enough to carry you to and through maybe even the lessons because I imagine that is the that is the hardship that one who isn't business savvy goes through is the struggles and the trial and errors that come mm-hmm. from not knowing but yeah. your passion and drive is enough and that's what fuels it and if it is with love the the struggles that you go through you're able to bounce back and you're more resilient so I know that I think that is amazing advice because it's possible that most business owners aren't successful because they miss that, that print. If you're getting into business for money, the foundation is, is unsecure in the sense that you aren't going to be as driven because I mean, inherently we're not driven by money. We, we're driven by survival, but you know, knowing what you love and what you want and what makes you passionate about something is, is more of your foundation, more of the framework that even gets you to the one where you're at the starting line. I'm at the starting line because I am passionate about what I'm doing, yeah. not because, oh, there's a bag at the end of the, of the race. That's right. When it's something that you love, it, it never goes away. I know that what I'm doing, it's not 10 years from now, I'm going to be like, wow, I can't stand this anymore. I'm kind of sick of it. It's not going to happen. I am so passionate and I'm constantly learning and growing. Yeah. Um, uh, 
it's it's never gonna go away. And so when when you find whatever that is for you, that does carry you through the hard times, and it makes it all worth it because you are fulfilled in yourself because you're doing what you love, right. and that's also what attracts the right people and the right opportunity opportunities to you because energetically it's very attractive. I love supporting these small business owners because they're doing what they love and they are passionate and that energy is just contagious and I love it. And so when you find whatever that is, you will get through the hard times because you're doing what you love and you're fulfilled and other people see it and they're attracted to it. So <laughs> what where do you where do you go from here other than other than the office, right? So, are you wanting to create a foundation? How do you intend on pursuing helping other business owners find their way? Mm, in a way, very organically. Um, <laughs> not, not pushing it at all. I believe that when the timing is right, um, things will line up and the people will find you. I know I've, I've put it out there on social media a little bit yeah. um, that I want to connect with small businesses. Um, I have a Facebook group um, that started when, you know, when COVID happened and we were all, you know, staying home more and everybody uh, was not able to connect in person. Um, so through that, we've been able to help support a lot of small businesses. Um, I mean, it's just getting out and meeting people and having conversations. Um, so if you're listening to this, reach out to me. Otherwise, I will be reaching out. <laughs> Where would they reach out to you? How would they reach out oh, to you? Oh, they can reach out to me. Um, Oh, I mean, on, I'm on Instagram at Beloved Kitchen, Facebook, um, my email and phone numbers on my website at BelovedKitchen.com. <laughs> Any which way. Um, I'm also at Pomegranate Market most days. Come and find me. <laughs> So, I want to conclude, because it's been amazing so far. Um, what is it that you seek to leave people with? And what legacy would you say that you seek to leave for yourself? If there is a thought or has been a thought of it, what do you want to leave with people? And what do you see leaving for yourself? Really I work questions. on good questions. That's a very good question. What do I want to leave with people? Oh man, it's hard because it's it's ongoing. You know, this mm. isn't something that I'm going to get there one day and then be done and pass it off to somebody else. And it's constantly changing. And different people might take away different things, or nothing, or everything. Um, mm. I want to leave with people. I, th I think. I think I. I want people to connect with themselves in a new way. I feel that that food allows us to connect with each other by coming around the table. But also, so much you connect with yourself that when you're nourishing your body and what you choose to put in it is 
one of the highest forms of self-love. And I feel like it's something that we've very much disconnected from in that, you know, we talk about self-love and accepting ourselves and words of affirmation and being gentle in hard times or doing yoga or, you know, whatever it is in that aspect. But, but what about the food? What about the way that we nourish our bodies? We've lost touch with that and I feel preparing your own food, even going out to the garden and picking your own produce. You're connecting with the earth, you're connecting with nature, this giver of life, and then you're connecting with yourself in a new way. And that's so, so special to me. So that's something I really hope to, to leave with people is a new way of connecting with themselves. And I also hope that people then in turn can connect with each other. I didn't mention, but I am opening a, a cafe next year. Nice. And really the reason for this is to connect with people yeah. and to have them connect with each other. Because coming around the table allows us to do that, <laughs> to be present and to have those wonderful conversations. Connection, I think, is what I want to leave behind. And for you? What do you, what do you want to leave for yourself? What legacy do you see leaving? You know, not that there's always pride in what we do. There is when you love what you do. But at the end, what is it that you want to leave for yourself to say that this is it? Like the artist who mm -hmm. does the work and they've clearly done enough. I feel just knowing that I've helped someone on their journey, it's, it's like it's already fulfilling enough, yeah. you know? I think we said earlier, like, the art that you do, if it's just your way of being creative and expressing yourself, even if no one else sees it, you're already fulfilled, so I've already had my transformation, and I think... I remember when I was first starting my business and the struggles and how hard it was and I ran into a lot of oh obstacles and then a lot of people who were not supportive and in fact very negative and mm. I remember feeling like I should just give up because who cares you know if people want to eat healthy they're gonna eat healthy I can't force anybody to do anything and I just felt like giving up I said I should just worry about me and then I stopped myself and I said, no, if I go through all these hard times and I just help one person, that's enough. And that kept me going. And so for me, I feel like if I've offered something valuable to someone else that helped change their life, or I've planted a seed for many more people to, to share and to share that with their husbands, wives, children, families, and it made a difference in their life, that's... I think the greatest thing that I could leave behind and, and feel like I offered something special to someone. That's what you yeah. Well, that is amazing. And I'm grateful to have had the opportunity to dive into it with you. Um, this has been a great look into who you are as a person mm -hmm. and just the work that you do and the passion you have for the food that you make. Because I think that that to me is telling of a lot of things of a person. So thank you for the opportunity.
Um, also, thank you for like putting these outdoor collective group <laughs> things together because that is even more fun. I mean, mm. I don't because right like as a, as a patron of your food, yeah. I get to see the after work, yes. right? Yeah. But as a participant to the Outsiders Club, mm -hmm. I get to actually dive into like some of the world yeah. that is you and the people around you as well, mm -hmm. which I think adds a little bit of a different air to it. Exactly, you don't get to come in my kitchen, but <laughs> but in the real world, they're like, yeah, yeah, meet my people and yes. get out in the woods. And yes. again, this whole weekend was about connection. Yes, very much so, very much so. So thank you very much for the time. And thank you. this has been a great uh, dive into breakfast. And again, breakfast, for the betterment of connecting with people and it isn't even breakfast sometimes for some folks mm -hmm. it's lunch mm -hmm. sometimes it's dinner but whatever you are and whatever you're doing the connection is important and i hope that you guys find that wherever you are i hope that you are able to take the time to sit down and converse learn and grow as a person and with those around you because that is all that is important the connection Thank you guys again. This has been another episode of Breakfast At. This is the first episode of season two. We're back. I hope you guys are ready. It's going to be a fun fall. You guys have a great rest of your day. Be well. With two E's. With two E's. <laughs> <laughs>Thank you again for listening to another episode of Breakfast At. Today's location, Josiah's Coffee House and Cafe. If you enjoyed what you heard today, feel free to share this podcast with anyone that you believe would benefit from the conversation. If you yourself resonated with any topic, please leave a thought in the comments below. The more we can have these open discussions, the more we can come together as a people.